Welcome, it's Amelia Andalion, yoga and meditation teacher. Welcome to my Spiritually Fit Yoga podcast. And for those of us here in the United States, we just celebrated our 4th of July. So happy belated 4th of July. And I am grateful for freedom, freedom of speech, the freedom to create this podcast, to share my voice, my opinions, and to share the voice, the opinions, and the thoughts from my guests, like today's guest. Melanie Salvatore August. So I'll give you a little bit of a background on Melanie and then I can't wait for you to get into this interview. I had so much fun chatting with Melanie, getting to know her, getting to know more about her book, which I'll share about in a second. And I just wanna say I'm grateful that you're here. I always appreciate you listening in and I've been receiving messages and I appreciate the reviews and I appreciate the ratings. And I just wanna say thank you. I'm so full of gratitude. Thank you so much. All right, so about Melanie. Melanie Salvatore August. Melanie is a mama of three boys. She is a veteran yoga meditation teacher and a teacher trainer. She's a Reiki master and author of several books. The first one, Fierce Kindness, Be a Positive Force for Change. The second, Kitchen Yoga, Simple Home Practices to Transform Mind, Body, and Life. And her third one, which you'll hear her talk about today, Yoga to Support Immunity, a mind-body breathing guide to whole health. Born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, of Italian-American descent, her voice is warm, inclusive, practical, and filled with joy for life. With her early years as a classically trained actor, comedy theater writer-producer, and as a teacher, she creates offerings that cultivate joy, personal growth, and freedom, elevating everyday challenges, humor, and spirit into one. She is the founder of the Fierce Kindness Organization and Mel Well Virtual Studio. You can join Mel daily on the acclaimed Yoga Works at Home platform, as well as her own Mel Well Studio. You can learn more about Melanie at melaniesalvatoreaugust.com. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode And you'll hear me in this episode talking about how much I enjoyed this book and how I mentioned that I was not paid (laughs) to gush about her book, but I really, really enjoyed the book. I was so grateful that by the time I interviewed her, the book was not out yet, but I got to receive a a pre-order or a galley to see a, a preview of the book and scan the chapters. And I really, really enjoyed it. And now, at the posting of this interview, the publishing of this interview, it's now for order on Amazon. And you'll find out more about that at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Enjoy. Peace out. I want to share a brief thank you and a generous offer from my sponsor, ubindi.com, U-B-I-N-D-I.com. They are offering a 50% discount on their essentials plan, the annual plan, by using the discount code AMELIA, all in caps, A-M-E-L-I-A. Ubindi.com is the website that I use to manage my bookings, to enable payments, to add courses. It's perfect for an instructor like myself who doesn't have a studio. It's affordable. It's easy to use. Check it out. Ubindi.com. You'll find the website in my episode notes and use the discount code 
A-M-E-L-I-A, Amelia, all in caps. Thanks for being here. Welcome, Melanie Salvatore August. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you and to hear more about your latest book, Yoga to Support Immunity. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super, super happy to be here. Great. That's fantastic. I love to hear happy. <laughs> so would you share with our listeners, where are you joining us from today? We are in my homestead yoga studio right now. And to my right is a, um, a plastic skeleton model <laughs> for teacher training. And to my left is a bunch of sound instruments um, because I, you know, I, I love making vibration and, and healing sounds. And actually right at my elbows is a wooden cedar flute. So uh, we're surrounded by interesting things. I'm in Northern California and, um, and I, I have, uh, a lovely family, and I am sitting on um, a piece of land that was owned by my husband's family many, many years ago. And there's, you know, there's all kinds of other family on this land. So we have kind of like a, <laughs> without it being um, militant or, or um, stressful, we have like a compound. So <laughs> Um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, there's a little creek and everything's pretty dry right now. Um, welcome to NorCal and, uh, it's lovely. I have three kids, they're boys, uh, they're wonderful. And, um, and we're here, we've been here. Uh, we've been very fortunate, um, during this time of COVID, we just have kind of tucked in and, um, taken good care of each other and, had the luxury of being able to do that. So um, I'm grateful and sitting here with you. Happy, happy to talk to you. Yeah. Oh, your space sounds lovely. I love, <laughs> thank you so much for describing that. I'm thinking, oh, the skeleton. It's like, oh, like yoga teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yoga teacher. Maybe you're an anatomy mm. nerd. I don't know. A lot yep. of us are anatomy oh, yeah. nerds. Mm. We love our bones and connective tissue and all of that stuff. And um, thank you for sharing the details, everything from the sound instruments to the the wooden flute and uh, hearing about the land. It just, you know, just that gave me a, a, a deeper sense of who you are and mm. what's important to you. And I, I love you sharing with that, that with our listeners. And are you originally from California? No, I'm originally from, <laughs> <laughs> I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm. And, um, which lots of friends will be like, is that really close to Philadelphia? And I'm like, nope, mm -mm. it's, it's a big, long state. I'm on the other side. Um, and it's a, it's a really sweet place where people are very friendly and, um, which I would call salt of the earth. Mm. Um, you know, like people will give you a big genuine smile and then they'll say in a cute little accent, Y yins need some help, Annette. You you want me to <laughs> you want me to help you with your groceries, Annette? Like super sweet. Um, and yeah, so I I left and and went to art school um, when I was nineteen, and uh, and then I've I've lived in New York and Los Angeles and now here. Um, but I have not. My parents are still there, but I have not returned to Pittsburgh um, other than to visit since. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. So a, a little bit about me. I'm from, well, I, I was a, a military brat, so I've lived all over the place, including East Coast. But one of the towns um, that I mentioned quite a bit on my podcast is I'm from a small town called Port Angeles, Washington. Mm. And in Port Angeles, we call it PA. And uh, a lot of times I'll post something and it's like, oh, I was just in PA, PA this, PA. And people think I'm from Pennsylvania. For sure. <laughs> Right. And I talk about in PA, my PA, that people are like salt of the mm. earth. I like literally use those same words <laughs> to describe the community and the people of my PA. So I love that connection. We both have like PA in our roots. For sure. <laughs> For coast. sure. I, I mean, I already, Amelia, like how many, how many beautiful synchronicities do we <laughs> <laughs> like so many that's lovely yeah so you yeah. know salt of the earth you know right. like uh, there's no um no phony baloney right right mm -hmm. well I want to I want to give you my brief um review is not the right word but I guess is my my experience of your book already so yoga to support immunity and I I just love it I mean I I love it I'm a yoga teacher and a yoga student and a student of life. And, and my impression, I also love to cook. And one of the things <laughs> I thought about is like, this is like a recipe. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's giving us a bunch of recipes of how to experience clarity or how to detox, or um, you can do it in one minute or you can do it in three minutes. And, uh -huh. and before, before this interview today, I actually felt like I needed to do a detox. So I looked in your book and I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to try this three minute sequence for detoxification. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. So I, I got to apply um, and like use, I got to, I cook, I got to cook with your book. I like, I talk about I love that. Life. Anyway, so I used one of your recipes and, um, and there's so many impressions I have about this book. This book could be for a beginner. This book could be a, like a reference or a resource um, book for yoga teachers or somebody that's studying for yoga teacher training. Um, I mean, this is this is how I experienced it, mm -hmm. and such a great, um, such great stories and and recipes and sequences uh, to apply the eight limbs of yoga and you, you integrate the eight limbs of yoga, the yoga philosophy, you know, into this book and there's the anatomy. And I just feel like this book can appeal to so many different audiences, hmm. you know, no matter, no matter what type of experience from somebody that knows nothing about yoga to somebody who knows a lot about yoga, you know, and I feel like somebody who knows a lot about yoga um, could really appreciate that you integrated and and just weaved it all together so so beautifully so beautifully in a way that it it's so relatable oh. and can be applied like to anybody anybody's life so that's my you know I didn't how many pages did you say is in here uh, <laughs> said, I don't know is there like two two hundred and seventy <laughs> something like that I think that's what we clocked in there. so I was on on my version it was page 159 and I don't uh -huh. know what it is you know in related to the paper version but that was the um the three minute um sequence for detoxification um I I really appreciated the format and um yeah I just wanted to say thank you Thank you for your offering you know, <laughs> for for this book. Mm. And um yeah, I could probably gush more, but I want to I want you to talk. And oh. um and I I would love to hear the why. 
Like mm. why, what, what inspired you to write this book? Like what, what is the backstory behind yoga to support immunity? Okay. Well, first I just want to say thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for taking the time to read it and thank you for your kindness. And, um, you know, it's still early. The book hasn't, uh, released yet. So, um, you know, any feedback is just so (laughs) wonderful and welcome. And, you know, it's still that point, like, I hope it works. (laughs) So thank you. Just thank you. You're welcome. I I see and feel your generous heart. So I appreciate that. Um, You know, uh, I think about, I kind of rewind. It was not just the pandemic, though I know the timing is is quite, you know, kind of um, magical about this book. Um, but it was so many years ago, and I had, you know, three kids under the age of six, and one an infant. And um, I was just at my wits end. I, I was physically just not, not doing well. Um, and it, and not able to kind of get up and take care of my family and continue on. You know, I was teaching lots of yoga classes and teacher training. So I was like, I should have it all together, but there was still like a chasm. And, you know, eventually I was diagnosed with, um, uh, an autoimmune disease, uh, Hashimoto thyroiditis. And, um, and I, though there was definitely wonderful help, it, it's, there was this chasm and I, I needed to take my yoga practice. I, I was moved to take my yoga practice and internalize it in a very habitual and uh, intimate daily way in a way that I hadn't um, done up to that point. And um, the, the amazing thing, again, like I wasn't sleeping at night. I had an infant, um, you know, cooking most every meal and working and all those things. I know there's many people out there. I'd wake up already exhausted. Um, again, I'm sure uh, many people can relate. It's like, wait a second, I just woke up. Why am I so exhausted? Um, but it, I, I was able slowly, steadily to begin to shift myself um, shift my thoughts that, you know, at times were incredibly hopeless. Like, you know, what is going to happen to us and me because I can't get myself together. And to really over the, the, you know, years, a few years of dedicated practice to get myself up out of bed to actually feel good and begin to, you know, along with, um, uh, all the, the, the good things that, that come with healing yourself, proper food, shifting toxins out of my system. Of course, um, uh, thyroid medicine. I use that as well. Um, all the different, different layers, but the yoga aspect, um, was such a game changer for me. My mindset, my state of being, um, helping my body do what it needed to do that, um, I've come out, you know, on the other end, it's still a work in progress. I've come out on the other end and I thought, I have to share this. Um, I have to share this. And so initially it was like, you know, yoga, yoga for autoimmune. Because with autoimmune specifically, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're told your body's attacking itself and that in itself can be hopeless. Like, well, geez, <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and 
then it became clear through the the team that I was connected with, um, the wonderful Mango Publishing. They're just amazing, awesome people, um, really quality humans. Um, that that it was it was actually all of these absolutely could be applied for everybody. That it was an everybody book. Um, and then of course, you know, here we are, the pan- pandemic happened. So, so the, so the pandemic like was official, at least in, in the Bay, we closed down, I don't know, March 13th, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, this book became a conversation beginning of April and I signed on to write it in May. Um, so I, it was really, I would wake up every morning early because, um, you know, my kids still had school. It was online school. So I would start around 4 a.m. between 4 and 5, depending on the day, and then write until 7.30-ish when they got up. Um, So I'd wake up every morning and I would do my practice, which I describe in the book. It's a short practice. and, and, And then I would basically say a prayer, right, or a meditation, but a request like, you know, may this be of service. So I wasn't always even sure what I was going to write. I just, you know, got quiet and, and asked, you know, to be, to be guided by my highest wisdom, by all the teachers who have come before me, you know, by source, whatever you want to call it, to just be, to be guided, to um, make it useful. So I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> long answer. No, 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 not, not long at all. And um, yeah, thank you for, for sharing about your personal experience with autoimmune. And, and I have to say, we, we, you and I, we briefly talked about this offline mm-hmm. and, um, and my listeners have heard me share that I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and it was adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's over. So I gauge by my daughter. My daughter's 15 and a half, just about 15 and a half. So it was before she was born. And in fact, I, I was challenged with fertility and, and partly affected by my chronic fatigue and sure and yoga and meditation. And, um, and another thing I really appreciate about your book, the aspect of self-inquiry mm-hmm. for me personally was, the, was and is probably the most profound practice that I still apply to my life, um, that my chronic fatigue, it's not cured, but I, but I manage it beautifully with yoga and meditation mm-hmm. to the point that some people may not even know, may, they may not even know. And if I am really fatigued, people aren't going to know because I'm holed up at home <laughs> because I really need to like go into my, you know, my self-care and, mm-hmm. and rest, rest um, space by myself. But um. But yeah, so that's something else that I really, really appreciated about your book was that uh, I also saw it as a as a workbook, as, mm-hmm. as like a way to use this, and you can look at it and be like, like, wow, there's like two hundred and seventy pages <laughs> of all of this beautiful content, and yet you also offer the ability to look at. at I think it's at the end of almost every chapter that says, um, if you only do one thing. Is that, is that the right wording? Mm, Yeah. yeah. Only do one thing, do this. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you make it so accessible, so Mm -hmm. accessible for anybody. If they feel like overwhelmed, if they've ever looked at yoga, taking yoga classes or meditation or feeling like, you know, they don't have time for 200 hour yoga teacher training or a retreat or 
that you offer like the whole shebang <laughs> or have a little amuse-bouche if you want mm. or a little appetizer, you know, if you want. <laughs> and, said, and it's still powerful and effective, just like that three-minute um, detoxification sequence I just did did before our interview. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And what I really hear you also saying, Amelia, is that with your own experience, like you um, deepened your ability to listen to yourself and you listen to yourself. Like when you don't feel good, you stay home. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you don't override Mm -hmm. the messages. And Mm -hmm. I love that. And I feel like that's, it's also a big part of our yoga practice, right? Um, Big part of also being, um, what we would see in this podcast, spiritual, right? It's it's actually being tuned in and, and present to that. So I think that that's, that's essential. And I hope to pass that on with this book, some tools to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have a, an example of, like maybe it was an experience of feeling like you, you mentioned like not being able to get out of bed, for example, mm-hmm. or, or some type of experience like that. And then what did it look like for you to apply some of these, you know, these tools or sequences that you write about in the book, like applying it to yourself? And then what did it, what did it look like after? Like, what was the result of applying it? Like, I don't know if you have a specific, specific story or specific example. Hmm. Well, you know, I think I actually have a bunch Mm -hmm. and... What just came through to me, which actually brought a little like tears, like my nose just buzzed a little bit with tears. Um, and it may be slightly graphic and may, may, you know, make you laugh or cry depending on your perspective. But um, so I'm, I, when I was, there was a, an evening where my, um, my partner, my husband, he was working late um, and he worked a distance away from our home, you know, our home's kind of out in the boonies. So, um, and, uh, I was pregnant with the, my third son. And so the other two boys were, um, you know, pretty small, like, I don't know, five and three or something like that. Um, give or take a couple months and, uh, you know, they're in front of the TV and, um, having a really hard time, just, just kind of moving about, first of all, let's just say, you know, everyone's like, oh, yoga teacher, you're so mobile. And they're like, yeah, I'm so mobile. I can't get my legs to move because my hips are so overused. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the things, the things that you're like, you would never realize, right? So I, I couldn't walk and I have a tendency to have carry big babies, so, um, you know, 10, 10 plus pounders. And, um, and so I was having a really hard time walking. And of course the, the baby's sitting on my bladder and I'm exhausted and, you know, everybody needs a snack. We're past dinner time. I should have just, you know, fed them dinner, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, and, and, and they're like, they're, they're rightfully tired and whiny and, you know, with all that stuff. And so I, I'm in the kitchen and someone needs a snack and I go to snack, could get a snack. And some, somehow my back is killing me. My legs are really hurting. My hip hurt. You know, I'm just in pain all over. Um, something happens and I either slip or fall. Like I can't remember the details, but I ended up on the floor and I peed my pants. I, mm. I, I completely peed my pants. Right. You know, and I'm probably around eight months pregnant 
and I can't get myself up. Mm. And, uh, and you know, the other, the boys are kind of like, mommy, you okay? And then they're, you know, whatever, they're watching Lightning McQueen or something. <laughs> Good chow, you know, and I'm sitting there and the television feels like it's blaring and I'm crying, sitting in my own puddle of, you know, urine and just like, I can't quite get myself up. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, the, the, it seemed, you know, my hands were not, um, uh, covered in urine. I just have to say for readers who are like, oh, how, what a terrible mother. But I did drag myself to the refrigerator, pull out like the baby carrots or something. It was like, okay, you guys come get these. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, like there's desperate measures. Um, and, from you know, from going to points like that, and and also you know, uh, after giving birth, my my body hit a new level of just like game over, man. Like you're depleted, mm-hmm. um, uh, you're exhausted, and your thyroid's gone. So <laughs> we mm. need to figure out something. Um, and and just that power of like, okay, you know, no one's coming to save me. My kids need me. I need to get myself off the floor. I need to clean up, clean myself. You know, I need to hobble. Dra- I used to like drag from one counter to the next because my one leg wouldn't work. Mm. Um, it has to be done. And 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 how do I shift from that? So, in, you know, now I laugh, you know, but, but instead of that, like whether it could be anger or self-pity because it was probably all of that at the time, you know. Um, but how do I move forward and not only take care of myself, but also like model, um, just model that compassionate and functional, um, strength. Mm -hmm. Wow. Goodness. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that that specific example. I I just feel like oh, I could just feel. I could just feel you and see you just like dragging yourself and oh my gosh. And then at this point, did you already know you had thyroid issues? Um, you know, that- it's funny cuz I wasn't like uh, I, I would take good care of myself as I did yoga asana and I and I ate well. Um, but years before someone, you know, uh, who uh, a doctor had said, you know, your thyroid's a little swollen. And I was like, it's fine. And so I I was like, did a lot of shoulder stand. And then somebody else checked me a few years later. And they're like, you're so much better. And I was like, wonderful. That's the power of yoga. And I just kept going, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not paying attention. Um, so no, I didn't know it, it was only when I hit it was actually, I delivered my first manuscript for my first book, Kitchen Yoga. And that was, I started writing that at, right after my my third was born. So fast forward a couple months, not many. I I then started writing Kitchen Yoga and wrote Kitchen Yoga with like Sesame Street on and and, you know, in infant <laughs> on my lap, suckling my breast and my laptop over to the side of the couch. Oh, wow. Um and I delivered that manuscript and then just... Would that be your fourth baby? Would you call that your fourth that, baby? Yes, my fourth. Exactly, exactly. 
And I was like, game over. Like I couldn't even play cars on the floor. I don't, you know, I, I think you mentioned that you have a, a girl, but like I'm always was playing matchbox cars on the floor. All the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't even play cars. I was so exhausted. So. Mm. Wow. But now, I mean, I feel like that's, that's the power. I mean, I practice every day. I walk, I, you know, um, I, I do handstand. I hold handstand for long periods of time. Like, you know, like I've, I've been able to turn it around mm-hmm. for sure. And then what, was there a specific, a specific practice that you started with? So let's say there's a listener right now and they can like, they can totally relate. They're on the floor and they've peed their pants oh, <laughs> and they've got kids them. and they're dragging themselves to the fridge or there's something like they, they, they get it. They're like feeling that, you know, maybe they're even feeling hopeless. I was like, what, what would you share with them? <sighs> First, that they're not alone. I think that's what I would, I would share with them, that they're not alone. And um, that, that this is circumstantial, that this, this can change and will change. Everything changes that's physical. And, and mental and emotional. So it's changeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's first. Uh, I want to give them a hug. Yeah. I want to give them a hug. Um, and then I, th- I think where, where I started um, was stopping. That, that, that was the first thing I did was stop. And give myself permission to stop. Mm-hmm. And give myself permission to uh, unhook from what I felt needed to be done, what I felt um, what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And within that pause, um, that gave me an opportunity to begin to inquire. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that inquiry of, you know, what is it that I really need and, and, and where to begin? And what's, what's the biggest issue, um, happening? Uh, is it physical? Is it, is it emotional? Like, what is it? Um, and then identify that and then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And and I feel like the first thing you said, and I feel the same, you know, I'd want to give that person a hug and empathy. And one thing I could relate to, I, mean, I have, I have several, several of my own examples, but I, there were several times when I felt like I couldn't get off the couch or couldn't get off the bed mm-hmm. and, or get out of bed. And, um, and I, and I was experiencing such, such fatigue. And I had an, my daughter, a newborn, an infant, and, um, I remember having the thought that if child protective services could see how much mm-hmm. I am not doing for my daughter, would they take her? I remember having this thought, would they take her away from me? <laughs> and I was like, I was in such the deep, like, I felt so, so fatigued that sleep, sleep was not replenishing what mm-hmm. I needed. I mean, I didn't, I was still in the in the, um, you know, visiting doctors and eventually a naturopath that really led me um, to, to the diagnosis that helped me get the, the, the support I needed. But um, 
so when I asked you that question, I also was asking for myself because I was thinking, gosh, what, what could I have done in that, in that yeah. moment? And you and I, I think both of us in the situation, we had support of partners. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I have to say my husband was, he was there. I actually even had my mom at the time. She was there to help me out. And um, yeah, and, and I just want to, just anybody that's listening, exactly what you said, you are not alone. And, um, and I know that I, I don't know if you had this experience, Melanie, but but I know I started going to Western doctors and, and this is not saying anything against Western medicine, but it wasn't leading me to, to what I needed for me, to the healing that I needed. It was mm-hmm. eventually um, naturopath. It was eventually holistic practices and eventually actually to energy healers. I mean, that's what, that's what ended up resonating with me. So I think another thing I, I might suggest to others is, um, ask for help. I was very independent, very, very strong and independent that I didn't know how to ask for help. That I got to the point that I just had to wave the white flag. <laughs> yes. I want to second that. Yes. Ask for help. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it's all okay to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it all is imperfect. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love that empathy and that, that kindness that I hear come through you. And um, these things that, that, you know, we've lived through these things, you know, friends who are listening that you're living through or have lived through, it, it truly does create <clears throat> a space of richness and compassion. And truly that compassion is what we need for ourselves. What helps us heal? Compassion is a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if any listeners are experiencing whether it's autoimmune or chronic fatigue, um, like I mentioned earlier, like for me myself, there's not really a cure. You know, it's, it's something that I'm going to live with my whole life. So your book that suggest sequences or breath work or self-inquiry work. I mean, those are, they're very similar to what, what I practice, um, you know, a variation of that. And of that course. It, it's, uh, it's important for me to make that a daily habit because I really, it, it, I need it. I mean, it's just now, you know, I think about it just like brushing my teeth. You know, the, yes. these are my, my daily practices, my samskaras that I need to, um, to prevent getting to those moments that I um, find myself not being able to get out of bed. And it might still happen. It might still happen. And, um, and I really appreciate that you are a yoga teacher. I am a yoga teacher. And there might be people that view us when we're teachers, like maybe we're this, like, I don't know. A, a model of vitality or mm-hmm. you know optimal health and um and knowing that we apply our yoga and it's not that it's always easy but putting bring this these practices in our life it's um it's not about being perfect it's about allowing ourselves to accept accept and embrace yes you know what the the situation or the circumstances that we have you know, right yes. now, right now in our lives. That's where you hear, uh, you know, 
the practice off the mat. This is the practice off the mat. And it's a practice. You know, it's not a performance. It is a practice. It is, it is, um, constant gardening. It is constant gardening. (laughs) Um, and every time I weed in my garden, which is constantly, I just think, yeah, this is how it, this is how it goes. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that has an accumulative effect. Everything has an accumulative effect. So if we start to bring whatever that is that we're thinking, how we're moving, how we're breathing, and we create a, a cumulative effect with it towards what we want consciously mm-hmm. versus uh, it being either a conditioned or unconscious cumulative effect of what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So I know you said you had several stories. Would you be willing to share one more, one more story, one more example? No, I think I I think going back way back for me way back I um how old was I I was in my early twenties and I lived in this uh, little one room apartment in um, what was called Hell's Kitchen hmm. in New York City. <laughs> I know it. I was just there before the pandemic. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, ate mm-hmm. some yummy food, ate some yummy ramen at like one in the morning. <laughs> Fa- yeah, fanta- fantastic, right? So yeah. I, so I lived in a, a little dark um, studio apartment on 44th and 9th. And so you had to go actually go down into it. And it was right beside the garbage um, drop off, like in the building. So anyone who knows old New York apartments also knows that in the garbage area where all the gar- right is going to be a lot of roaches. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I lived at least on the other side of the wall of that, and um, I tried to make my little apartment as cozy as it was. But um, there was a lot of um, uh, soul searching going on, you know, it, it, for me, and I had was a very very anxious person super fit, super, super fit, very muscular, slim, all the things that you would say that's fit. Right. But I was very, very anxious. Um, and, uh, I had studied, uh, certain meditation and I had, had definitely an interest in spirituality and, and experience in that, but the actual practice of yoga I had, I had never done. So around the corner, a couple blocks, and if you, you know anyone who's an actor out there, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I totally know. So there is this this special gym for actors. I can't remember the exact name. <laughs> and it was a wonderful gym in the Actors Equity, actually. I helped subsidize this gym. It was a part of a, like, again, a subsidized big building. So I was just a few blocks away from that. So I, I went over there because I was an actor, right? And, and uh, held on to my union cards with, <laughs> with gripped fingers. Like, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I'm legit. And then I went into, and there was, it was a very dark class with a red light. And you could barely see. And it was packed. It was this little tiny room for my first yoga class. I couldn't see a darn thing. In fact, I think the teacher had a beard, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I was just moving my body, whatever. But at the end, 
at the end, we laid down and for, I don't know, one moment, for one minute, the anxiety was gone. Mm. And I could breathe. Like, and I could, I was released from the cycle of what if. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went home and by the time I, you know, walked into that dark apartment, you know, it was all back, of course, but I would, I would go and it would stay a little longer each time, you know, maybe I'd feel better for five minutes or maybe, you know, um, enough to, to go do something healthy for myself. I would go down and, and get a little juice, you know, like I felt hopeful and, and, and those little steps, one little moment, one little practice at a time to reset my nervous system started to shift my mindset. And, and soon from that, I got out of that dark apartment knowing that it was just not, you know, there were so many things happening there in my life that were, were not good for me. Um, and I really believe that, 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 that was the opening that where I came home to myself in a way that maybe I hadn't since I was a small, small child Mm -hmm. or maybe even ever in this body, in this lifetime Mm -hmm. that I started to um, remember what it was to have peace. It took me many, many years for the peace to be more of a default setting. Mm -hmm. Um, It took years of practice, uh, regular practice for that to happen, but it did indeed happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It did indeed happen, and leads me right back to here. And and again, like wow, it helped me. Um, I hope it helps my mom and my, you know what I mean, my my aunt Lois. I want to, you know, I help Aww. everybody. I help all the people I love and all the people I don't know your names yet, but I love you too. Like, right, help you out. Right, yeah. When I love, you know, the the name of the complete title of your book, right, is Yoga to Support Immunity, Mind, Body, Breathing Guide to Whole Health. And um, and I know on the back cover, you know, it's immune, immunity boosting yoga to create a healing change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hear that that is really what you want to offer, offer to the people that you love and offer to the strangers out there, you know, that you don't even know and that you, you love everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we're going to start wrapping up. But what what would you like to share about the book? Is there anything that you'd like to share with the listeners, like highlights about the book? I don't know if you have a favorite, if you have a favorite part of the book. I don't know. How does an author feel about their own book? I don't even know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Um, That's a wonderful question. you know, the book is a beginning. Mm. It's just a, it's just a big it's just a beginning, and and maybe it's a new chapter for those who've <clears throat> practiced. Um, there's you mentioned energy work. Um, I I also have been healed very much by experiencing healing energy. Um, more alternative healing and also practicing being a practitioner of um, Reiki and, and uh, the subtle, subtle energy of the yoga practice. And so what I will say is that 
I feel like there is something for everyone. And I, I like that. And it was very intentional. And there's um, what I would call like little treats in places. And some of the little treats uh, are, are called Kriya techniques. And Kriya means cleansing. And, um, and I have a background um, in the, the arts and, um, and also in mime and, mm. uh, yeah, and, and basically emotional recall and emotional release. Okay, so that was my background before yoga, and then, you know, start studying yoga energetics and Reiki and whatnot, and it all, it all, different names, but it's all, it's all talking very similar systems. So I feel like what, I'm giggling, what I love about the book, and I'm thankful that, you know, my, the publishing team were like, you know, go ahead, (laughs) because I share, some could call it esoteric. Some could call it um, very theatrical, but I share a couple sweet kriyas here and there that I've never seen in a book. Hmm. And um, though, you know, I've practiced you know, in, with different teachers and, and whatnot in different, you know, lineages, whether it's be um, theatricality, you know, theatrical mask or yoga, um, I was able to put a few of them in this, especially in the latter part of the book, um, that I think that if practiced, they take a, they take a little bit of like, um, courage to practice them. They're like, really, you're, you want me to make a, a snake sound, a cat sound, a, a goat sound? Oh, really? You know, or donkey <laughs> sound? Like, you know, I have kriyas of all the animals, but and if if you go through it, you're almost guaranteed to be shifted. You're almost guaranteed to, to shift and change and feel different um, it, because they're either going to make you laugh hysterically <laughs> or cry, uh, <laughs> cry and laugh hysterically. So um, those are my favorites. So when you get when you get to those. <laughs> You're like, here it is, the donkey, the snake, the cat, right? That, that those those are my favorite. Oh. oh, now I can't wait to look for those. It's kind of like a little <laughs> treasure hunt. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, so good. So, you know, this entire book, you know, could be like steps or suggestions on how to stay spiritually fit or practice spiritual fitness. But would you share, like, what would be your top three today? Top three ways to stay spiritually fit. I would go to a process that um, I actually mention over and over and over again in the book. So just know it's it's in there. And this process is was what I also practice every day. And it's actually three steps that go together. And, you know, one we've, we've really talked about already and it's just kind of foundational. I have not mastered this yet, but that's pausing. Mm. That's actually stopping within the momentum of life, stopping within the momentum of movement of the physical body, stopping within the momentum of moving through the thoughts um, 
few years ago or, you know, 15 years ago, I didn't know, think I knew I could stop my thoughts or, 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 or pause them at least. So pausing would be the first aspect. And, and within that pausing to become clear on what's important in any given moment, you know, uh, in that, that the micro moment of, well, what's important, I'm, <laughs> I'm heading through the doorway to use the bathroom, Mel, I have to go potty, right? You know, okay, something that simple, what's important, mm-hmm. but then what's important, you know, what? I call it soul essence. You know, what is the overall theme of importance of your life? What is it that you truly care about? What is your, some would call your core value or your core desire? Mm -hmm. Now that's one. Pause, connect to that. And then two is what I call a positive mental rehearsal. So until I come from the theater background, (laughs) positive mental rehearsal. So in that space of pausing to kind of light up your frontal lobe, light, light up this conscious area of your brain and see, feel, experience what it is that is your intention as it is already. So, Mm -hmm. so instead of cultivating a uh, a need or a wants that is outside of you, like you're not there yet, to actually experience as it is so. Mm-hmm. And I find this especially helpful for anything that I have nerves for or feels challenging. I will pause and walk myself through it successfully. Mm-hmm. In in my mind's eye, and I will feel the feeling of either joy or freedom, you know, I will, I will call up that emotional response as it is already. So, mm-hmm. and in the book, I talk about how that, that trains the reticular activating system, which is an area in the brain. I try to add just enough science to be a good salesman, you know, <laughs> and it, you know, like not so much science that it stomps us, but enough that you're like, Oh, that's what it is. Okay. I'll right. do it. Right. So we, we train the reticular activating system, which is a filter in the, in the brainstem. So you're going to train that. And then the, th- the third thing is to consciously go do with that intention, that mindfulness, and that uh, filter guiding you towards what you want. Mm-hmm. So... The three steps there of of pausing, of positive mental rehearsal, and then doing with intention. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Mm. That is so wonderful. Well, Melanie, I've enjoyed this chat with you, this conversation, and learning more about you and and um, and listeners. You know, hearing me kind of rave and gush about this book. Melanie did not pay me. (laughs) She, I mean, I honestly just got the the digital version and was scanning through it. And this is just my authentic, true, honest reaction to the book so far. And I'm really, really excited to, to apply it to myself and, and share it with, with others and, and incorporate it into my own classes that I teach 
And um, I just feel like it's a really, really rich resource and I'm and it really aligns with with what I'm all about mm-hmm. in terms of spiritually fit yoga. And I I am so grateful and so appreciative of this time with you today, Melanie. And um yeah. Just thank you. Yeah. You just you're a joy and and uh, I'm very grateful as well. Thank thank you for what you do in the world. Thank you for uh, creating these conversations of healing. And uh, thank you for your kind words and spirit about the book. And I'm just happy that we're sisters mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. And I do want to have you share how people can can reach you and, and find you. Um, and one way I do know you and I are connected through Just Be Yoga, this mm-hmm. wonderful, sweet studio in, in Danville and Walnut Creek and, and virtually you can take classes online. I know that's one place you can um, teachers or, or students can find you. And um, would you share how else can people find you and order sure. your book? Well, you can um, first you can find me at my name, MelanieSalvatoreAugust.com. And I got lots of resources on my site and ways to check out books and ways to study with me and all those good things. And you can always just email me off there. I, I love to hear um, from friends. So, and we're friends. So it's cool. Um, you can always practice with me at Just Be, but you can also practice me with me at Yoga Works at Home. So that's a, another platform. And I, I teach there um, almost every day out of the week. And, um, and then you can get the book anywhere books are sold. So it is everywhere. It'll fully release uh, Tuesday, June 29th. And the Audible's coming soon. It's not finished yet, but it's coming soon. So, you know, if you like Audible books, it's coming. Um, There's also going to be tutorials that will drop on my site to support whatever you're doing in the book. And, uh, and that'll drop with the book. So I, you know, just thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do want to say, I know that this this episode is going to be published a little bit later than today, but today happens to be the International Day of Yoga. Mm-hmm. It's June 21st when you and I are, are recording this. So um, we have eight days from now. So I think that this episode will be published around that time or a little bit afterwards. So it'll be ready for people to order. That's exciting. Yeah, that is so, it's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. And, um, and what I have seen, just the visual in the book and the, and the drawings that you have in there, um, Audible, that'd be great. I love Audible. I actually love audio books, but I could see how this book could be really helpful to have the, the visual, to have the, the drawings that go along with, especially when you, uh, you have the sequences and especially if people don't know what the poses mm-hmm. look like or the, the mm-hmm. asanas, the postures, yeah. um, I could see that it being worth getting a print version or mm-hmm. at least a, um, uh, a visual, you know, the visual version of the, of the I pages. agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Or get both. Get both. Get the get the, the visual well, part of this it. Is salesman. The... Yeah, salesmanship. You're just gonna get both. <laughs> <laughs> just get both. Just get both. Uh-huh. So, um, well, thank you, thank you, and I, I I love that we yeah we have so many connections. I feel like today from PA to PA, PA West Coast, PA East Coast. That's right. PA girls in the house. <laughs> the PA girls in the house, and um. Yeah, connected in so many ways, yoga, energy healing, and um, and then now here on the podcast. And 
thank you for blessing, blessing my podcast with your time and your energy and your beautiful, beautiful vibrations mm-hmm. and your book, writing your book. And I do want to mention um, you have three. This is your third book. So the first book was, did you say kitchen yoga? Kitchen yoga. Yeah. Look at all those recipes. <laughs> I haven't seen that book. Is it literally recipes? So it's, well, it's they're not food recipes, but they're, they're recipes for self-care. Uh-huh. That. That's so awesome. Okay. And then the second one is Fierce, Fierce Kindness. kindness. Yeah. 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 I think I met you when that one was just published, I think. That's when I first um, became aware of you. I, I remember awesome. that. Fierce Kindness. And I love, and I, I've used that actually quite a bit. You know, to awesome. be fierce, fiercely kindness. It's like, ah, oh, I love that fierce kindness. And then now yoga to support immunity, which I, I'm so personally I'm grateful just because of my my history with um chronic fatigue and and um yeah, and then for all the listeners that are blessed to hear hear this message and get your book. Just thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you in the world. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you and you have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. You too. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Thanks so much to Melanie Salvatore August for sharing her time and her wisdom with us today. And I want to sum up with the three ways that she suggested to stay spiritually fit. So the first one was to pause within the momentum of life and within pausing, get clear about what's important. What is your soul essence? What is your core desire? Then her second was a positive mental rehearsal. I love that. So rehearse, like envision. It's like, how do you want something to go in your life? It's like there's a situation, a conversation, something with work, whatever it is, a positive mental rehearsal. And experience that intention as if it's happening right now in this present moment. And as you walk through and you visualize this mental rehearsal and you feel it in the brain and feel the sensations in the body, she says, call up the emotions, like really, really feel it, get present as if it's happening right now. And then the third thing is after that positive mental rehearsal and feeling it and getting clear on it, do the thing, (laughs) do the thing consciously with mindfulness carry out what you saw, what you envisioned, what you practiced in that positive mental rehearsal and put it into action. Make it real. So those are her three things. Pause with the momentum within the momentum of life. One, two, positive mental rehearsal. And three, I'm going to call it do the thing. (laughs) And she said doing consciously what you need to do with mindfulness. So thank you so much all for listening. So one of the ways to get in touch with Melanie Salvatore August is to go to Instagram and her Instagram account is Mel Sal August. So like Melanie Salvatore August, but it's shortened there with her account. So it's M-E-L-S-A-L August, like the month. And you'll notice that in her Instagram account, go to her profile and there's a link to her link tree. And then you'll see, it's so great. She's got a free Fierce Kindness Community Meditation. You can order her book, or depending on when the book is coming out, it might be a pre-order of the book. But I think by the time this episode is coming out, the book is going to be ready to order. You can live stream her classes, find her at various studios. 
and um, connect with her. And she loves to hear hearing from people. She said she loves emails. She'd love to hear your feedback from her book, her classes, her offerings. And I am so grateful I had this conversation with her. I really felt connected to the topic. And, and honestly, like I said, during this interview, during this chat, that I had this book and I started to read it and I, and I loved it and I really appreciated the content. I appreciate it as a yoga teacher. And I also can see how it can be so helpful to a yoga student, including beginners that don't know anything about yoga. So check it out, Yoga for Immunity. Find it on Amazon, your local bookstores, all of that stuff. And thank you so much for joining me. I, let's see, it is summertime. And I don't know when my next episode, my next guest episode is going to be yet, but I'm going to be pre-recording some meditations for you. I am personally going to be honoring my personal time off with my family, summertime with my, my husband and my daughter and just for myself, but I will still be posting recordings for you and then recording guest episodes and they'll be published when they're published. <laughs> so please take a break for yourself. Listen to yourself. What is it that you need to practice self-care and self-love? As always, I would appreciate your comments, your feedback, ratings. Five-star ratings are always appreciated. And I appreciate you listening in. Peace out. <laughs>